welcome. This is the Lady Leadership Podcast. Sam's goal is clear, helping as many women as she can meet their full potential in business and in life. Hi, this is Sam McIntyre, and in this season of the Lady Leadership Podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about how to get the most out of your career, whether you have your own business, whether you work in corporate, or whether you're just starting out, maybe you're finishing uni. So joining me, and I look forward to sharing all my tips and hints on how to fast track your career. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Lady Leadership Show. I'm really excited to have Pamela Jabor on the show today. Now, Pamela is the CEO of Total Image Group. Welcome, Pamela. Thank you for having me. So really great to have you. And I just, let's get straight into it. Tell me about Total Image Group. Yeah, straight into it, okay. (laughs) Um, So Total Image Group, uh, we design and manufacture uniforms. We work across um, a myriad of verticals, healthcare, hospitality, retail, automotive, pretty much anything that has a logo on it. Um, and, And for us, our biggest point of difference and what I'm super passionate about is the importance of what you wear to work and how you feel when you get dressed. And from a company standpoint, your uniform is responsible for telling your brand story. What is it that you mean? What do customers think when they see somebody wearing that item of clothing? What do your employees think when they wear that piece of clothing? Um, And so for us, it's uniforms with purpose um, and uniforms that make people feel good. I love it. I I used to work for a fashion retailer, so um, it was a bit of a competition as to who could have the best outfit in the office of a day. (laughs) And uniforms just saves you from all that. (laughs) Absolutely. But I like the fact about, you know, feeling good when you dress to go to work. And, you know, I must admit I've kept my kind of red lipstick going all through COVID just to kind of make me feel as though, you know, I'm motivated, et cetera, even though, um, you know, being at home. So I love it. Uniforms with purpose. And I think COVID did just that. I I think people underestimated the value of the ritual of getting up, getting dressed, putting on a power outfit and how that made you feel. And, you know, I was super passionate about talking about that and the importance of brushing your hair, kind of symbolically trying to follow that same routine um, just to make yourself feel good because it really does I mean, it makes a big difference. And, and I know for those that are now coming back to work, how good it feels. I mean, daunting at first, but how good it feels to kind of put that business shirt back on or for us women to put on a pair of heels and get our hair done. Um, yeah, I think it's something that wasn't appreciated enough. And now that we're doing it again is super appreciated. Yeah, I must admit, I, I really haven't worn heels for 12 months and um, I do I've got very curly hair for any of the listeners, so I'm not necessarily brushing my hair during the day, but I love, <laughs> I do love a good blow wave. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And tell me, tell me, how did you get started? Because I know this is a company that you launched yourself. Is that right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, so that's 21. Yeah. when you were 21. So yes. let's go, let's go there. Okay. Um, so I grew up with business. My father owned a number of businesses and I saw him start them, um, how they ended and, and all that kind of thing. So I learned a lot from him. And um, while I was in uni, dad's business was in fashion manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I launched Total Image, he'd had that business for 20 years. And he was one of the first businesses 
to manufacture on behalf of fashion brands and set up an office in China and manufacture there. Um, and for me, I knew I wanted to work with dad, but I didn't want to work with dad. I knew I wanted to work in fashion, but I didn't really want to work in fashion. Um, and he was manufacturing business shirts and suits. So kind of came up with the idea to leverage off his supply chain um, yeah. and bring fashion to uniforms. So I studied marketing and um Again, part of that was understanding the power of a brand. And I was so surprised 16 years ago how few companies actually focused on that. And 16 years ago, uniforms were purely about an embroidered shirt and not about fashion. Um, they came, there were very few options, particularly for women. And so when we launched, that was our edge. Um, we took a marketing approach um, and, and I was super passionate about that and super passionate about fashion and how you felt when you dressed. And so kind of snowballed to, from there yeah, yeah. It came together yeah because I do remember because I'm old enough I do remember you know when uniforms were a bit daggy really yes they've yeah. come a long way yeah absolutely and so what are some of the brands that you work with um, we work across a lot of different industries. So um, we do the Woolworths supermarket uniforms, so those green checkered shirts that you see in store. Did you did you come up with those ones? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. so I'll tell you a story here. So I was in the boardroom when HR brought those into that boardroom and said we've had these shirts created and showed it to the rest of us. Oh, wow. Small yeah, world. yeah. I mean, that's quite a few years ago now. Yes, they were They were revolutionary in terms yes. of how the stores were looking at that time. And yes. that was like a real fashion step. And so I, I shit you not, I was in that boardroom on that day when the HR lady came in and said, have a look at these new shirts that we've created. And there was a few different styles and everyone was blown away. Yeah. No, thank you. Gosh, yes, that is such a small world. <laughs> such a small world, yes. Uh, I used to work in IT for Woolworths. Yeah, so. there you go. There you go, yeah. So, no, small world. So, we do fantastic furniture. Um, we do Widden, which is a nursing home group, uh, Allity, which is also nursing homes. Um, we do quite a few mutual banks, a um, lot of RSL clubs. Uh, we do Ford dealerships. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're, we're kind of across Lion Nathan breweries. Uh huh. Yeah. So they're just a few. So tell me, how did you get the business? How did you get, you know, you sort of your first customer? How did, you know, how did you go from? That was really hard. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That, how'd, you, how'd you go from like dad, you know, and dad manufacturing, having that background to, you know, creating your own business to creating to then, you know, going into it, not having customers and sort of launching? Well, I was fresh out of uni, so I kind of had the disciplines of uni. So, And, and I'm um, quite a structured person, so I sat and wrote a business plan and started to research industries that employed more than 50 people. Um, and I kind of came across both healthcare, so nursing homes, and in New South Wales specifically clubs, RSL clubs, as two venues that employed on average between 50 to 300 employees, I knew that was manageable. Um, and I started to pick up the phone and cold call um, and call those industries and call those individual nursing homes and build up a database. Um, and it kind of went from there. So once I'd called all of the nursing homes in New South Wales, I called all of hospitality and then I got into retail and I was slowly learning about each of those industries and learning about what they paid, what they were wearing, um, moved on to calling, you know, the retail stores. And our first client, who is still a client today, Majestic Cinema, um, 
ordered from us and they ordered 50 purple polos. And I, I remember that, but it took, it took over a year right. <laughs> of, of kind of calling, calling making, yeah. making calls each day, building database, learning. Um, and just refining that pitch, refining what you refining, said. Refining, yes. Yeah, who you, refining who you knew you had to talk to Correct. to try and get a decision. Yeah. But what I also learned, um, and, and I guess it's quite painful till this day, is in our industry, and I'm sure there are other industries like uniforms, it is a real long sales cycle. So our clothes can take anywhere from quote to close six to 12 months. That's actually quite normal. Um, yeah. And again, I didn't know that at the time. So through the years, I've, I've learned to be a lot more patient. Um, it yeah. is a very slow sales process. Yeah, and I, you know, having worked at Woolies and like that change that it took to go through that organisation, absolutely, you know, people want to see the product, they want to see samples of the product, then they want to, you know, show the product to everyone, you know, agree and, you know, then you've got to get it manufactured, et cetera, et cetera. We thrive on quick timelines, so that's also something that we've done for quite a few majors where they didn't realise how long it would take and want it rolled out yesterday in line with branding or store fit-outs, and I actually really love the adrenaline of that because it's the key decision makers in a room making decisions and because we've been doing it for so long, we can kind of consult and guide and ensure that the right, you know, things are happening and, and to be honest, they're the most successful ones. Yeah, and right. You don't yeah. spend too much time thinking and contemplating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, and so do you think like at the age of 21, did you, you didn't really know what you were getting into? It was sort of like you just giving it a go? Yeah, I had no idea, to be honest, absolutely no idea. And I, I, I found it addictive. I, I kind of got probably more into it than I ever thought. It was very logical at the time and, and the decision-making behind it was, oh, fashion is really competitive, really cutthroat. I'm not cut of that cloth, <laughs> excuse the pun, um, yeah. in that I wouldn't survive a minute. Um, and I, I found a space where I felt comfortable. It was a bit nerdy at the time. No one was doing it cool. We became the cool kids on the block. And yeah, I, I got super passionate, super quick um, because I saw the opportunity. And and it was a relatively safe space um, where fashion can change so quickly. Yeah. Um, people needed uniforms and I felt like we had something to offer that was really different that no one was really talking about. And they tend to be in it for a few years as well. Yes. Yeah, definitely. it's not going to, it's not fun. No. It's, it's not a season. Correct. Yeah, or quite a few looks in a season so no. yes <laughs> and then how did you build your team up so how did you you know Good go question. with yeah go with kind of the growth of the organization look I was quite young so to begin with that was probably one of my greatest lessons I was pretty bad at hiring um didn't have a huge budget or a lot of experience and so I hired on a budget and hired quickly because I urgently needed people um and so as a result for the first few years I really struggled with culture and we had a a high staff turnaround um and I learned and and you know kind of changed the way we hire, changed changed our approach and, and culture is something we really pride ourselves on now and I feel like we've been doing it well, you can always do it better um, for at least the last 10 years. And how did you go, you know, being a 21-year-old, being a woman, you know, turning up to meetings, turning, you know, hiring people, et cetera, that could have been older than you, et cetera. How did that go? Um, Look, I kind of was a little bit strategic in that to begin with, 
And for the longest time, clients didn't even know it was my business. So I I didn't feel like I'd earned the title owner or CEO. And dad was very much, you know, mentoring me. And so he wore that title, um, yeah. even though he wasn't really hands-on or, or involved at all. And so I was sales assistant. Um, I then became sales manager. I then became sales director. Um, and then I became CEO. And so yeah. Yeah. I kind of promoted myself through the years uh, and then, even when I became CEO, it was funny, actually, over the years, I got poached quite a few times um, by clients not knowing it was my business, but it was good because I was young and inexperienced. So I could, I need to report that to management or I need to check. And then I'd go back and research. Um, We need a discount. Oh, I can't authorize that even though I could. Um, (laughs) Nice. Yeah. So you really used it to your advantage. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, That's good. I mean, I've been in a similar situation where I've turned up to meetings and I've worked in IT for years and people have directed the conversation towards the males until I've realised that I was the CIO. And and like you said, I've used it to my advantage as well in terms of, yeah, you know, bringing along a man or whatever. And I think when you're telling someone what to wear, it's a space that women... I think, think men are disadvantaged in this area, depending on the industry, but I feel like regardless, yeah, I think people in general feel better hearing what they should wear from and it's a stereotype that shouldn't exist but it does and so I don't I don't know that I felt that disadvantaged as a female pitching in this space I was it was quite natural and people responded well and I always took pride in what I was wearing and you know kind of helped tell the story. Yeah you were able to use that to your strength. Yes. I mean it sounds as though you you know you've really just kind of rolled with the punches so to speak yes what do you what do you wish you knew before you started um how hard it would be to own your own business how long it would take to build yeah um, how quick it can fall apart yeah that's interesting um and look I've always been someone to know that nothing good comes easy but I wish that wasn't so true in business all the time (laughs) That kind of that stress that's always sort of there. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Look, my dad owned his own business for um, I think probably 40 years and it's all, you know, it's always a conversation at the dinner table. It's always, you know, that ability to take time off or whatever. You're always, you know, uh, he he had an aircraft engineering business. So, you know, it's a high-risk industry as well. Yeah, yeah. And I I think from a a CEO standpoint or as you grow and your profile builds, it can be quite lonely. And and I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, You know, I've, I've learned to work hard at fostering relationships with like-minded, but that, that didn't come easily or naturally. And it was quite lonely for a really long time. Um, And I think it's hard to find that. And I think, you know, any, any, I think, you know, senior women in corporates or in their own business, it is, you've, you've got to find those networks, don't you? You've got to find find people, yeah, can find people that can relate. And um, so, you know, I've been in, you know, similar position in terms of, you know, I've got a good girlfriend who uh, is, you know, an executive in an organization who also horse rides and, um, oh, horse ride, and we have a we have a similar outlook, and we can catch up when we're doing that, that as well. Yeah, yeah, so and so important. it's about finding those people, isn't it? Yeah, and they're rare, but if you do go out looking, they do exist. Yeah, um, and yeah, so 
I'd, I'd recommend that. I think anyone um, in leadership or I think networking in any form really is yeah. so Creating helpful. your little tribe around Correct. you. How did you, how did you end up doing that? Um, look, I've always kind of done a lot of research in terms of how to continue to develop myself. Um, and so I, from, you know, when I was at uni, attended the Women's Marketing Mentoring Association. I found one and joined. And, and so I've always kind of just tried different things. And so um, I joined a community Business Chicks started. Um, business Chicks is a women in business networking group. I'm sure yeah. a lot of people are familiar with them. They have a huge following. Um, it doesn't exist anymore, but they did launch a program a few years back and I was one of the first to join it. It kind of, they called it Power Players and it was about like-minded women in business, similar to EO. So um, I know EO runs a similar program where business owners who have a certain size business kind of uh register their interest and then they get grouped with similar yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and so I got, I was just lucky enough to be grouped with eight women who we are all really different, but really similar. And they have become my closest friends. And even though the program officially doesn't exist, we have continued. Um, we call each other our advisory board. We get facilitated. We meet monthly there's an agenda as owners, as fellow owners of other businesses, yeah. we share um, what we've gone through in the last month um, and we problem solve. And for me, the biggest thing from that or the biggest takeaway was you're not the only one going through it. And I think when you're in leadership or you own a business, it's, it's very rare to have other business owners that you're, well, particularly for women, um, I had no friends that owned businesses. Yeah, and so yeah. therefore there was no one that I felt really understood what I was going through. And this group, I was like, oh, they're also going through that. And I did, and it kind of just gave me confidence because I knew what I was doing was similar to what they were doing. And um, you just felt good to have a space where you could talk in confidence about some of your staff issues or whatever it might be. Absolutely. And, and get advice, have that kinship. Um, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And so do you actually, you get it facilitated by someone external? Yeah. So we have, we've had, um, we paid a facilitator for six months and now we're running a three month unfacilitated, um, run where we're, yep. we've got speakers coming in and, and things like that. And we've got a retreat booked. So we go away for a few days, and oh, there's a wow. strict agenda. It. So it's, it's pretty full on, but I get yeah. so much out of it, as do they, um, that we're super committed and super passionate. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I created a little group um, with uh, it's eight women as well because yes. I feel like eight's a good number. They it sort is. of say anything, you know, pizza size, it's, you know, round a pizza box type thing. And so we created a group a couple of years ago now. We meet up quarterly. It was a group of women that were connected to technology. We're all kind of doing different things, but we, you know, we have a little WhatsApp group. We always have a point of conversation when we catch up like a dinner what are you struggling with or you know that yep. type of thing yours sounds like the the next kind of level on top of yes. that yeah yeah great it is yeah so. yeah I really I really recommend that and so for anyone on the call um I know One Roof which um is a women's um digital online space that they have a lot of business owners connected to that group they're all sort of digital and online now so if anyone's listening and they're thinking yeah that sounds like a good idea then yeah start to connect in with business chicks start to connect in with um One Roof and yeah you, you you've got to kind of find it don't you as well yeah you do you I, I think 
think if it's industry relative or I'm also a member of Family Business Australia um, and I, you know, participate a lot there. And again, people that own their own business and work with family, there's a different set of issues or kind of <laughs> things that you you understand. Um, and so I've gained a lot out of joining joining Family Business Australia as well. So I've always kind of proactively looked for what works for me, industry, what 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 is, you know, where, yeah. where will I get the most value? Now, what are your top couple of tips for anyone who's launching their own business? Uh, I always say patience. Yep. Persistence. Yeah. And passion. Yeah. And yes, it's three P's, but, and, and I know not everything you're passionate about can make you money, but I, I do really believe that if you're not passionate about something, it's really hard and owning your own business is already difficult and you need something to want to wake up every day and push through because when COVID hit, a lot of us didn't want to go to work and face the day or face our employees and, you know, and there's many times in a year that that happens as a business owner. So I think it's for me personally, my passion is what continues to drive me. I really love what I do. And sometimes I get lost or confused and, and disconnected, but I always come back to my passion um, and persistence. I, I do really believe that nothing good comes easy. I think in the world of social social media, it's so easy to kind of assume the glossy photos and lifestyles that we see of entrepreneurs and CEOs. It, it looks so easy and it's mm. fun, yes, and there are a lot of perks and a lot of highs, but it's really hard. Yeah, um, people don't share that kind of downside as much and no. what you don't see is, you know, the sort of five years. You're seeing the, you know, the last yeah, six months correct. and you don't see that previous five years no. of no hard work, doing nothing, you know, products failing, correct. whatever, yeah, that kind of thing. Well, thank you so much, Pamela. I've just loved having you on the show today. How can people get in touch if they... Yes, yeah, if they want to look for uniforms. Um, yeah. So our website is always good, totalimagegroup.com.au or our Instagram um, or follow me personally, um, Pamela Jabour. I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn, so always happy to connect with other entrepreneurs or, or people in different spaces. Beautiful, such a great story and, um, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. And, um, yeah, I, that you know, that was a really highlight for me when I was at Woolworths. So, um, yeah. Thank you. Congrats. Awesome. Thank you. Lovely. Thanks for having me.